Okay, so the part of this passage that I wanted to talk about is the two lines Jesus uses. First of all, that these have been hidden, these things have been hidden from the wise and the learned, but to revealed to the childlike. And then at the end, Jesus says, to anyone whom the Son wishes to reveal the Father, and again, who's he referring to? The childlike. Now, there is a huge misconception in our society today about this concept, a concept that Jesus focused on, not once, not twice, not three times, over a dozen times. Childlike, not childish. I, you know, um, be careful whenever you click on stuff on your cell phone because then you keep getting stuff. So um, I got a uh, news feed from the sports app or something and talked about Baker Mayfield for the Cleveland Browns. He's, Cleveland has had actually a worse track record than my team, the Detroit Lions, in fostering quarterbacks. At least we had Matthew Stafford. Um, but they released him or traded him, it was, for a low-round draft pick saying... He was childlike. Now, I think it's not too difficult to figure out what they mean. They probably mean immature. Um, tantrums, maybe, or some kind of a childish behavior. But they use the word childlike. And if you listen to the words of Jesus, there's actually a huge difference between childish and childlike. Childish is that immature, I got to have things my way, I'll kick and scream. But childlike is much different. Now, Jesus says very clearly that things are hidden from the wise and learned, but revealed to infants. In some translations, the, how does it say it here? Uh, childlike, childlike. Now, Jesus says in other places, many of the same things. Unless you are like these little children. Remember, he put the little child on his lap. You know, some traditions say that that was St. Luke. That little child that Jesus called and said, bring me that child and put the little child on his lap. Some say was St. Luke. Now, anyway, he said, unless you are like these little children, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, this is interesting. Because what are the two things that we need to get to heaven? Well, it's all mercy. But what, how do we react to the mercy of God? The only way we get to heaven is God's grace in the form of his mercy. But how do we respond? One, repent and ask for forgiveness. And two, Jesus is saying, be childlike. Do you know where you can get both of those? The confessional. The confessional. Oh, Father, I don't need confession. I don't need some church. Well, Jesus just gave you the two conditions. Of course, it's all based on his grace and mercy, but how you respond to it to get to heaven. Repent, ask for forgiveness, and be like a little child. Both of those two, Jesus says, you don't get to heaven. I guess you could add baptism too. But that is done, guess when, as a child. And there's many scriptural evidences of infant baptism in the scriptures 
Topic for another day. Now, <clears throat> what is this connection between confess your sins and being like a little child? You can nail them both by simply walking into that confession of your own free will. And do the two things you need to get to heaven. What are they? Well, in the confessional, you have the opportunity to be most childlike. You ever want to be childlike, not childish? Childish is not going. I'm not going. <laughs> That's childish. But if you want to be most childlike, go to confession. Why? Why? All right. First, in the child there is a lot of times humility. It takes a lot of humility to go to confession. And when you have humility, you are most like a child. Why? Most of the time a child is embarrassed when you focus on them. I, I meet families here, beautiful families all the time, and I see the little kids. And as soon as I turn down to them to give them a little pat on the head or hi, what's your name? They get all, they get all humble. They don't want to be that focus. They'd rather kind of just disappear and run up into the, into the hill or to the trees. So it's humility. Most of the time, a child is embarrassed by being the focus. The child is humble. He's not yet learned to think in terms of pride or prestige. He's not yet learned to discover self-importance. Remember the other day I said the three things that St. Benedict went into the desert to avoid were the three temptations of life. Self-importance, anger, and lust. What was number one? Self-importance. Hmm. So a child's not yet learned self-importance. They know they're dependent. So when you go to the confessional, you can be childlike. You know you depend on God's mercy. Pride is what keeps us from the confessional. And that's usually adult pride. All right? It's the king's sin, the sin of Satan. It requires humility to go to confession. It's the opposite of pride. We need to ask someone for help. God, I can't do this on my own. That's humility. I can't do it on my own. I need help, God. Nobody wants to spill their beans to somebody else, all their dirty laundry. It takes humility. All right, so first is humility. What else when you go to confession? Obedience. <clears throat> most children are obedient. You could probably say, Father, you don't know my child. But most children, for the point, main point, is obedient. It's true, sometimes a child is disobedient, yeah, but actually, it is in his natural, his or her natural instinct to obey. The challenge is for the parent to figure out how to elicit that from the child. Now, not learned, the child has not yet learned the pride and false independence which separates him from God and neighbor. They don't have that yet. They don't have that. They don't have that false independence. A child knows he needs his parents, his father to take care of him, his mother to nurture him. Confession shows obedience. Obedience to the church, and obedience to the church is obedience to God. And so we can be obedient. God left us the church to guide us. He said he would be with us. 
How did he leave us or be with us if he left us and ascended to the Father? The Eucharist and the church. <clears throat> so he left us the church to guide us. He was not going to abandon us. Confession is what the church tells us we need to be forgiven to get to heaven. Who are we to tell Jesus he's wrong by establishing confession? Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23. It's very clear Christ established confession as the way to forgiveness. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven in heaven. Whose sins you retain are retained in heaven. Who is he talking to? The first priests. Now somebody says, ah, well, he was talking to just to the apostles. So God's only going to give us one little 80-year span in human history to be forgiven of our sins and all the rest we're, we're left abandoned? No way. Book of James. He speaks all about the presbyters. What are presbyters? Priests. He's talking all about that. And then he says, confess your sins to one another. Who is he talking about? He just finished talking about the priest. And so it is scriptural. As you've heard me say before, Jesus had ultimate authority to forgive sin on earth. And when you have ultimate authority, you have the authority to delegate that authority. Jesus had ultimate authority to, to forgive sin. That means he had the authority to delegate that authority. And he did to the priests. Otherwise, his act in Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23, are useless, meaningless. And Jesus isn't going to do that. So confession is what we need. These scripture passages tell us the importance of it. So we are being obedient when we go to confession. What is a child? Obedient. Next, a couple more. A child, overall, forgets pretty easy. Yes, Father, especially when I tell him to do the, his homework. A child has a short memory. He's not yet learned to bear grudges, to nourish bitterness. My father tells a story about his father and, and his uncle. The two were brothers. My dad tells the story constantly that something was said between his dad, my grandpa, and his brother, my dad's uncle. It was something said, and I'm sure every one of you have been through this before, and the uncle took offense to it. Something very simple, like he got a new car and he said, I was able to do it because Mary works hard and she has a job. And he took, oh, you're telling me that Millie, my wife, doesn't work hard. Like, total miscommunication. My dad was just a little kid. And he said they were not allowed to talk to their cousins for seven years because his dad and his dad's brother were feuding. So their children, my dad, the child of my grandpa, and the children of his uncle, the cousins, were not allowed to talk together. They said that they would sneak off in school just to talk to one another. They didn't care. They didn't care about some grudge. They just wanted to play. Children have short memory. It's us adults that don't forget and don't forgive and hold grudges. 
So the, the child, he forgives and forgets completely. St. Faustina said this. She said, we most resemble Jesus when we forgive. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm going to have uh, seminarian um, Stephen read passage 290 from the diary. And the first thing Jesus calls St. Faustina is my child. Do you notice what one title he uses for her all through the diary? He doesn't say Sister Faustina. He doesn't say Dear Nun. The one thing he calls Faustina throughout the diary, my child. My child. So anyway, forgiveness, we know it. It's important. It's in the Our Father. It's in the scripture. The measure by which we measure will be measured out to us. So we don't forgive. We can't be forgiven. In the confessional, we forgive and get forgiven. So the first thing we do is confess that I need to forgive somebody and then God can forgive us. A child is a perfect example. They let it go. You can be childlike, let it go. And finally, the biggie, the last one, trust. We just finished filming an EWTN show about trust. Trust and mercy, the two key words to spiritual life of St. Faustina. This is the key, a childlike trust. Why? It is seen in the child's trust of authority and the help that is offered them. Help to get to school, help with their homework, help to have something to eat, help to have clothes on their back. A child has trust. You know, there's a time when a child thinks that his father knows everything and his father is always right. I did. Instinctively, the child realizes his own helplessness and trusts the one who he thinks knows. His father, especially. Mom, too. But it's like God the Father. We have to trust that God knows what is best for us. A child does trust. But we as adults don't trust anybody but ourselves. I've heard that a million times. I've fallen into it as well. God tells us to go and confess our sins through the church. When the priest gives absolution, we are trusting that we are forgiven. There's no wondering, am I forgiven? I hope I'm forgiven. Maybe I'm forgiven. When that priest raises his right hand and says, and I absolve you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are trusting that you are completely forgiven. That's childlike. I trust. Faustina, <clears throat> we've heard before, said trust is the vessel by which all grace is received. You want to get to heaven, you need grace. But trust is the way to receive it. And when we go and ask for forgiveness and we be like a child, we're showing trust. It all links together. And how a beautiful way God gives us through confession. It's almost a way to test us. Will we be humble? So God, well, God, why would God give confession? Okay, one. He gives it to us to see, one, will we be humble? Two, will we be obedient? Three, will we forgive? And four, will we trust? That's the way to heaven. All of those are childlike. 
you do those things, you will get to heaven. And all four are exemplified in the confessional. When I go in there, I'm humble. When I go in there, I'm obedient. When I go in there, I forgive as well as be forgiven. When I go in there, I trust. Wow. You don't think God knows what he's doing? You don't think God knew what he was doing? Otherwise, oh yeah, God, I'm sorry. And I just run, run, run away. I'm done. All I have to do is say, God, I'm sorry. No. Just telling God you're sorry on your own. You don't have to go through humility. You don't have to go through obedience. You don't have to go through, give up short-term memory, and you don't have to trust. You just say, God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'll try better next time. When you go into the confessional, you have to spill your guts. You have to humble yourself. You have to eat crow that I've messed up again. It's humbling when I have to go to the same priest and commit, confess the same sins. It's humbling. It's obedient. But saying, hey, God, I'm sorry. That, that's not being obedient. Being obedient is he established the confessional through his church, telling us to go. So to finish, this is the type of childlike action we need to get to heaven. You know, if we go to the doctor of the body, we expect to get healed. Why not going to the doctor of the soul to also be healed? Confession is a sacrament, meaning the grace is given to us from God. It's guaranteed. So like a child, be obedient, be humble, confess your sins, and trust in God's mercy. You do those things, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.